This following episode contains spoilers for the film or films being discussed. You have been warned. in the movies we see, the big set pieces, the famous dialogue, the twists, the naked times. But film is an entity made up of hundreds of little moments that either make them special or relegate them to obscurity. We are here to talk about those moments. Welcome to Movie Microscope. Kick it, Movie Microscope. Today's episode is The X-Files. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Latest Moving Microscope. My name is Nick Nunziata, and I am your gracious host. Alongside me, the perpendicular, serrated, saw-blade industrial, crispy-ass, writing while we're talking, rawhead-loving, teeth-gnashing, lift-bearing, load-wearing, champion-knocking-the-desk, Justin Waddell. What's up, Justin? How's it going? Gotta adjust a little bit, man. Gotta get my stuff in order. Gotta circle a few notes. What's going on? You know, Nick, what's going on with you? You've been a little down and out. Yeah, I had a rough a rough response to the uh, booster. You didn't get sick from COVID. You got sick from the booster. Yeah. I hope. Yeah. yeah. That would be very rude if, as they're putting the needle in me, I, I get COVID. <laughs> That's, you know, a fairly common reaction. I've known a, I've known a bunch of people that have gotten sick from the booster. So uh, I'm glad you got it, though. Now you're equipped to dodge COVID for a little bit longer. Yeah, well, it um, hates us all. That's for sure. Yeah, man. It's uh, relentless. So what's going on? What else is going on with you? Well, the dumb, the dumb holidays are over. Yeah, yeah. How, happy New Year. You too. And did you did you enjoy the New Year? Did you have, you were sick? I had a sh- I, I have to admit, I did not have a good holiday season. It just even Christmas, it, huh? The timing did not work out. I should have had a a very good period of respite, of healing, of growth, and to mm. enjoy those around me, and it just didn't happen. I had a little nice little thing happen to me. You know, I know holidays are tough on some, but you know, it's you know, it's time to spend with family if you can, uh, with friends. I got a little uh, nudge. I'm in bed, Santa. Woke me up and he said he listened to the Firestarter podcast. That is a gift. He said he uh, listen. He's he's been a Microscope fan for a while. And I said, uh, well, that's 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 amazing to hear, Santa. You know, I just you know that's that's wonderful. He looked psychotic, <laughs> looked insane. Uh, I don't want to see him. I don't think I'll get that image out of my mind. His his beard starts at his forehead and goes to his knees. <laughs> And then kind of wraps around back up. And he's got little worms in that beard. It's just, it's a terrifying thing to see. Uh, Gifts were attached to his skin. And he would just pop them like pimples under, you know, and shoot them at a tree. But he did like the podcast. So I I love the fact that an arcane magical being showed Mm -hmm. up at your house and said he was a fan. And then you said... He said, what would you like, Justin, for Christmas? He said, what I'd like is to have more followers on our Twitter page than episodes. And he said, I'm not that magical. 
Yeah, you got a lot of you got a lot more reindeer than you think attached to that sled too. Yeah, it's twice the amount that I heard. And one John um, Deere, which is strange. He's got he, he got uh, he's got a, a roll of reindeer on the bottom, and then another layer on top. You know, which I, right. I'd never heard from the stories. And they're not my they're not on they're not on reins. They're centipeding each other. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so that was a that was a nice uh, it was a kind of a nice gift. You you've been catching up on movies. What have you been up to? Like I know you've been sick, so you had to be taking in some. Have you been zooming even while sick? I guess I'll ask. I've watched a lot of media past couple of days while I was hating myself and seemingly dying. Did you yes. hallucinate some zooms? Yeah, I, I was actually every time I watch something, I'm always looking for. Mm-hmm. something you know yeah, something yeah. that's gonna so i you know i watched like seven movies yesterday because i was in a stupor and i yeah. hated everything about the world uh so i i did zoom in a lot and i was it was it was the only thing that got me through and you mix it up with tv and movies it's all sorts of stuff yeah i'm watching that show station 11 I, you gotta you gotta watch that i think you'd like it you're not going to I, no, I will. I want to wait till it's over or gets renewed or whatever it may be. I don't like watching a show that's auditioning for a future. I don't think it's going to get... I don't think... I think it's a one and done. I think it's a limited series. No. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll wait till it gets renewed. <sighs> what about you? Tell me something great. Tell me something great about your holiday, other oh, than man. that amazing Santa visit. I can't. I don't... Look, what can I tell you? You know... um, what did I get? Like, that's that's something. That, let's name a present. What's a present that you're excited? Did you get anything that you're excited about? I used gift certificates to get things I'm excited about. Otherwise, fuck no. no. I mean, I got some cute little things, no doubt. Yeah. But no, but nobody, you know, because I every day is Christmas. Every, people like, you know, it's hard for people to get shit for me. So they instead don't ask. And so. The things that I really wanted, I had to buy with gift certificates, which is fine. Because, you know, Jesus' warmth is gift enough for me. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't, yeah, I got, I don't know. Like, I, I'm not going to, you know, I, I want, I'm not going to say a gift that I got. Um, because I don't want someone to listen to this and then I pick their gift um, over someone else, someone else's. So I'm not going to, I got Bitcoin. That was my, <laughs> I think, I think you're going to say you didn't want people to think you were too fucking amazing. Like, you know, I got a fucking BMW. No, I got a, I got a Bitcoin um, and with Matt Damon's picture attached to the receipt. You know, Matt Damon out there slinging Bitcoin, Nick. I know in, in the movie theaters too. You're in the movie theater and he shows up. Crypto.com. And, and he's, he's given the whole, like, you know, don't miss out on history and history like geniuses, you know, have shaped, and then he's comparing. You know, he's talking about crypto. Fortune favors the bold, or whatever. That's what it is. he says. You're yeah. right. But yeah, they must have paid him a lot of money to do yeah. that because he's. Would you like that payment in crypto? Fuck no. <laughs> you don't think they paid him in crypto, huh? He's like, I want hard earned. Yeah. 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 So I just that's been disconcerting to see him. I wish they'd have some like a lesser celebrity slinging crypto. I then I'd I'd be more on board. Hi. I'm Ian Summerholder, and I would like to recommend a cryptocurrency for you. <laughs> That'd be so great if Matt Damon beat out Ian Summerholder for that commercial. It was down to those two. I don't know. Could get like who else would be a good spokesman? Who would you who would you rather see? I mean, I th- I think I nailed it on the first try. <laughs> you did, yeah. Hi. 
I'm Troy Garrity, and I love crypto. It's just anybody like that was just like you kind of miss seeing him, and then they show up and and, and they, they have to do a crypto commercial. Matt Damon is one of the most successful actors of all time. Like, I mean, at least recently. doesn't have to be slinging that. And it's weird, too, because there's a precedent on television of bottom-of-the-barrel people selling us gold and silver and shit mm-hmm. like that. It's like yeah, yeah. William Devane and, you know, those kind of fucks. I'm Glenn Plummer, and I love crypto. Do you think that he is feeling his age? Like, you know, he's like thinking maybe he's not getting cast as much. Like, he's obviously in his early 50s. He's he's thinking about the future. Maybe he's not going to be, you know, pretty boy Matt Damon for that much longer. He's going to be, you know, pushing, let's just say, 80 soon, you know? So how much career does he have left in him? Plenty. He's made for You think life. so? Yeah, he's good. He's going to be Redford or Newman. I think he got nervous, and then, he's, then he, started, he starts slinging stuff. Maybe we'll see him start, you know, also doing Keurig stuff. I don't know. Maybe we'll see Matt Damon all sorts of commercials. Or maybe we'll see him giving a commercial on how to respond at interviews for appropriately. That's right. Yeah, he got a little trouble for that for a while. What was it? I think he might have, like, pushed back on the, on the fact, by the way, that women don't get as many opportunities as men, and they... I think that's what he was kind of pushing back on. I can't remember what he exactly the circumstance, but it was something that he kind of misspoke or you know spoke instead of s- remaining silent, that kind of thing. Uh, I thought it was about something else. I thought it was something related to women's rights, but I thought it was a different statement. Exactly. Honestly, if somebody made a movie about your Santa that you just pitched, it would be better than 90% of the holiday films ever made. He's squeezing presents out of his skin. Out of his pores. You know, that's what was. And then he hung out. That's another thing, too. He hung out for a few hours. I was like, do you need to get going? I mean, I thought it was like a second you're here. And then he lingered, Nick. He's unwelcome. Wasn't wearing a mask or anything. (laughs) I'd like to think that he appears simultaneously everywhere in that form. Yeah. Well, if you think about how they you're it's supposed to get done with, you know, millions and millions of children getting delivered presents throughout that day, that night. Right. Gotta be something like that. The mind tears apart when you try to unlock that shit, you know? It does. My kids are at the age where they're they don't want to tell me that they know that I mean that kids are like twelve and ten, right? So they but they still want to like pretend that they believe, I guess, and I go along with it. We're in a much different place. My kids barely believe I exist at this point. <laughs> I was heartbroken when I found out about Santa. Were you were you you seem like a person that would have known when you were three. Yeah, I was pretty early into the mix, but I also am glad I, I didn't want him to be real. I was very happy to know he was a piece of shit. I got scared of the Easter Bunny when I was a kid. My parents had to break it to me and they'd have this conversation because I think what happened was that my parents had thought they would be cute and they got these like uh, big bunny prints, these huge, like gigantic bunny prints and put them in our foyer to say the Easter Bunny was here and he dragged in mud. <laughs> And I got a load of the size of those feet and imagined like a Godzilla like Easter bunny. And I flipped out and my parents had to sit me down and said, Santa's real. The Easter bunny is not. They See, had I, that conversation with me. I'm the other way. I want the Easter bunny to be real <laughs> and and super, super human, you know, creepy as fuck. Otherwise, what is Easter really? You know, let's get yeah. that little sweetheart out there. Anyway, we've been beating around the bush. We it's have bit- been, yeah. Folks, it's a movie microscope. It's a show where we zoom in. We rip dick on TV, get bronchial. (laughs) 
What? With the Lord. <laughs> we smother the children with kindness and blankets. We wash dick. <laughs> what? We thrust a platform. We strut through the sandwich room. We suck up the smoke to feed the onion. Shake our doctor's feet. <laughs> we spread serpent mercy. <laughs> We bust a dope move while the world burns. Watch a movie with sick-ass super eyes. <laughs> See what makes or breaks and share it the likes of you. So if we're talking about A Walk to Remember, we're talking about the scene where Mandy Moore's legs are ground up into ash <laughs> to protest global warming. We talk about the little moments. <laughs> There's a ton of the X-Files. Speaking of Mandy Moore, quite a career as an actress. Um... She's on the very hit show that's about to enjoy its final season. This is us. Is that one of the things that you were watching yesterday when you were in, you know, swimming in sickness? Shit, I thought it was a Greek mythology show called Theseus. Fuck. <laughs> no, I've never watched it. You never watched This Is Us? It's got your boy in it, um, son of Swart, the son of Stallone, whatever that guy's in name that is. in that one movie. And, and doesn't he yeah. die in like the first season or some shit like that? I think he gets like killed by uh, like a. Like a popcorn maker or something. Like something explodes and he dies in a fire. But then they, the show's so like, I think, um, time twisty that they always go back and find more scenes when he's uh, he's alive. Because he's still on the show. What's his name? Oh, God. <laughs> something. I've I made a point not to know his name. You have to know it. Because that's a perfect crypto spokesman, by the way, that Another guy. No, the thing is, I want people, I knew out the gate, his he wasn't going to be a film actor. He's got. You know, like, he's like it's like Vincent Carthizer, but it's like a different name. It's with that kind of memorable name. Which Rocky did he suck in? Was it five? Vino v, Milo Vetemilia. Yeah, yeah, that's his name. What 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 did he suck in? You said yeah. <laughs> which Rocky movie did he suck in? Rocky Balboa. Yeah, and then he was also he got a start or he got famous from Heroes, I think. Well, but he was in one of them, and then he made a cameo in the last Rocky. So he was maybe in five, and then yeah. he showed up to suck again in Rocky Balboa, or in Creed two, maybe in Creed two. No, he sucked. He sucked first in Rocky Balboa, and then he sucked again in Creed two. He was in Creed, yeah, too. But he he was remember he was like you hated him in Rocky because he hated like he was. He bristled at his dad's fame and he was like very like he pushed back and everybody loves Rocky. So you automatically hate his child. Yeah. Well, also, Stallone's real son had died and he had played that part in the in the world. So there was a little bit of that pent up sage protection. Sage Stallone. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what's your relationship with X-Files feature film number one i ran to the theater to see this the day it came out that's my relationship with this movie i love the show this movie came at the height of the show's popularity i believe right is that is that kind of how they timed it, it almost it was it was towards the end it was starting to wane a little bit i think i don't think so i think it was at the height and then it kind of well when did it come out like is it between four and five was it between four and five or five and six five and six one of those two but it was like x-files was a huge deal it became a huge show. This movie, I don't know if the movie was a big hit. I can't zoom in that hard. It was a hit. It was enough of a hit. But Carter, Chris Carter, who created the X-Files, envisioned that he would stop making the TV show and the X-Files would be a series of films that would be released every few years, starring David Duchovny, 
mm-hmm. and Jillian Anderson. And I want to live in that reality. I would love for them to keep have been like a bunch of X-Files movies over the years. But that was my relationship. I loved the show. I loved rewatching this, which I wasn't expecting to. I kind of forgot about this movie. But anyway, what about you? Same. I've never not loved this movie and never not loved the X-Files. 1998, this came out. X-Files debuted when? 94, 93? Something like that. It was such a good show. Yep. Love it. We were talking offline about the subsequent seasons they did a few years ago. And I was looking through my iTunes library and I bought both seasons. So I'm thinking about going and giving those another spin. It's worth watching that final season. There's a lot of good episodes in there. I just wish there weren't like six My Struggle episodes. Those are those are terrible. The Chris Carter helmed or written episodes are kind of bad. But here here's the thing about that show. They 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 um handled the reboot wrong. Right. I don't know what it was, but they didn't uh, approach it with enough enough reverence. And I'm not talking about the people that made it, but maybe the, the people that ordered the, the X-Files uh, reboot. They should have treated it a little bit better, put more more into it. I still hope that they'll do more. But, you know, Anderson nope. said, said she won't come back. Ain't no way. They're done. Duchovny, I will say, screwed all that up. I put it all on him. For screwing up the original sh- series, even though I kind of understand that he wanted to, to branch out, he's a, he was a star. Sort and of, he he is a star in this movie. Like he is really charismatic in this. Yeah, no, I love him as Mulder, and he's been great on other things. Obviously, he was great on Larry Sanders. He's been very fun, and and um, he was he was actually really good in a movie called it was like a the Red Shoe the Diary TV set. Oh. Yeah, it's called the TV set, which is like. I can't remember who who made that, but he hasn't been great very often. He's very limited as an actor. So, but you know, he's amazing as Mulder, and you know, Anderson is a, an amazing actress, and she's fantastic on. on the she show as well. is she Canadian? She's I got think a, she was born in England or something. Yeah, she's got the weirdest accent. I think she. I think her actual accent's like British. She go. I don't think she. I think she's like Madonna. She's she doesn't even know because it changes. Yeah, so. it's a mystery. But anyway, so yeah, you. This was. I feel like this movie is a little bit of a victory lap for them, um, even though it was a weird movie. They had to make it quickly. I don't think Carter got to do exactly what he wanted to do, and I think it had a ton of reshoots. But you know, this was a. I think kind of unheard of, right, for a TV show to like branch out into the movies. I mean, this is early. They, they don't do that very often. I hope. Right? I hope at some point they do it with Star Trek. I know, I know, but I'm saying like a show this young. Yeah, Star Trek, they did it way later. Yeah, um, no, I mean, now it's Norm, right? It's the norm. Is it Norm, though? I'm trying to think. Sex and the City had two movies. I mean, they did, did yeah. the El Camino, and they did the the, the freaking Deadwood. They did Soprano. It happens. Yeah, but those are, like, El Camino and Deadwood, I feel like, in a lot of ways, are extensions of the show. Like, And they don't get released into the theaters, really. They would have been. Those are all pandemic. Well, the Deadwood one, not as much, but El Camino is going to be theatrical. Or at least yeah. co theatrical. Regardless, like yeah, so I see there's a rush, but it definitely, especially after rewatching it twice this week, uh, it's legit. It is a big movie. It feels big. It's re- very well done, and it does a it it does a very hard task because X Files is an inside show. Yeah. You know, if you if you're if you're coming off the street to go see this movie, I feel for you because there's so much of it that if you don't watch the show is completely valueless to you. Yeah, I, I think that they do an OK job of like, I think what shows like have to, the, the, you know, compare it to Firefly, right? That There's a 
the Firefly got a movie from its you know its show that didn't even, didn't even show all of its a- episodes like back in the day. Another Fox show, but both of these movies kind of have to introduce the characters to an audience that you know don't watch the show necessarily. And I think that is a tough task. I think they do a pretty good job making an entertaining movie for people that are coming in cold. But you're right. I, I feel like if you watch the show, it certainly helps. Mulder gets a couple speeches in here to Anderson that, that are that he's pouring his heart out. But that, I think those those do a lot of work to kind of really tell you about their relationship. You know, if you haven't watched the show. Yeah, I, I watched this movie a second time for one reason. Oh, yeah, you told me you teased this. OK, let's hear. Are you going to give me a multiple choice? Like give me a hint, hint at something so I can guess it. So when I was watching it, something became very obvious to me quickly, and I was astounded by the frequency of it. So I watched the film and just kept a running tab of how many times something happened. Has to do with something with Mulder and Scully. Uh-huh. One of something they do. Uh-huh. And it's a huge pet peeve of mine. So it's is it something is it is it uh is it Anderson or uh, Duchovny? Both. Well, one of the big pet peeves that you do have is when people look away from the camera when they're acting or they like what's his face does as the Punisher. Right. No, this is a a, a writing a writing faux pas. Okay. Well, just tell me. I'm not going to guess it. How many times they mention the other person's name? I mean, that's a huge thing on the show, too. They And you know why that doesn't bother me? Because they both have the best names. If, if it was real life, I'd say their names all the time, too. Mulder and Scully? Like, I would constantly be saying their names. It irritates the shit out of me in movies when they do that. And, I, and, and this does not get a pass because it's the X-Files. But they did it on the show, too. I know. And, it, and it, Chris Carter's a shit writer. Like, that's, it's not okay. Nick, it is okay. Nick, it is okay. It's amateur. Nick, it's Nick, 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 it is okay. Scully said, <laughs> Jillian Anderson as Scully says Mulder 52 times in this movie. I sat there and took count as it went. All right, who wins? She, she says Mulder 52 times. She says her own name twice. And then how many times did he say her name? Did you David not count? Duchovny as Fox Mulder says Scully 47 times. Wow, and that surprises me. S- and says his own name three times. What do you mean? He said he says I'm Fox Mulder. His name he says his name in the third person in one way or another three times. So we're talking mm. over a hundred times in this movie. In it a movie where me. where they don't show up for the first twelve minutes. If I don't hear their names, like if if I don't hear their names that much, I'm gonna fill out a card at the test screening and say can you loop in their names some more? I want to hear those names. That, those I love their names. I can't even get mad. They only said them that little. <laughs> they so don't much. show up till 12 minutes into the movie. And Jillian Anderson is taken out of the movie the last 15 minutes of the movie. And yet still she beats him. Now, I understand you're trying to introduce some new people to the franchise. So maybe you want to say their names a couple of extra times so they sink in. Not that many. That's just too many. I mean, the thing is, you barely are going to hear their first names. How often are you going to hear Fox or Dana? You don't hear their first names very often. And that's fine, even though they have great first names, especially Fox. What a great first name, right? Those names are fun to say. Mulder and Scully. Did any ever other TV show ever get it so right? Two names that are great? Yeah. And fun to shout and say? Yeah. But what about G- Skipper and Ginger? Now, those those were, I mean, across the board, amazing names. Gilligan? I mean, 
the professor like <laughs> thurston howell the third name yeah it's amazing anyway let's talk about the cast real quickly this movie is star-studded nick terry o'quinn well, I mean, this is, you know, obviously david Duchovny and and uh, well we're, we're taking Anderson. i thought we're taking turns like we typically do okay well okay let's go get terry o'quinn martin landau you got mitchell pelleggi yeah jason beggy you got glenn headley Baron Von, Baron Munchausen, whatever that guy's name. John is. Neville, John Neville. You got the illustrious William B. Davis. Yeah, William B. Davis, a cigarette smoking man. You got an exploding vending machine, and oh, you got Lucas Black in this. You got Jeffrey Demun in this. Demun in this. Um, I love seeing Demun in this too, and and Terry O'Quinn, and they both make it with flying colors. They're both fine. You got they Blythe Danner in this. Blythe in this. Um, you got very, very Canadian actors that act like imposing government officials in this. You got that one acne guy that shows up in a lot of movies. You got an acne guy in this. <laughs> so, what's, Anyways, the pre- so what's the premise? The premise is they put X-Files in the movie theaters, Nick. <laughs> and there's an alien invasion. Mulder and Scully, they are part of a department that is no longer active that was investigating the paranormal in fact now that what are they doing they're kind of doing work that they're they're fbi agents yeah but they're not that's not really what they normally do at the beginning of the movie they are kind of investigating a terrorist threat and by the sheer presence that Mulder and scully are in the vicinity it turns (laughs) it turns into an alien plot what they're what they're you know what they're uh would you mind if uh we just cranked it back, pumped the brakes back to 35,000 years BC for a oh, minute. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. yeah let's, okay. So you, you, the plot is basically there's an alien, there's a, there's a in the works alien invasion going on and Mulder is sniffing. He's like, I think there's something weird happening. And Scully's like, nah, there isn't. And that's it. That's the plot. And then, um, yeah. So it starts out with cavemen. Made me so happy. Which is incredible. Yeah. 35, 35. What's the credit? North it, Texas? Yeah, North Texas, 35,000 years B.C. Mm-hmm. Before Chris Carter. <laughs> There's two cavemen. They enter a cave. There's some weirdness happening in the cave. And then an alien is in there <laughs> <laughs> and does battle with the cavemen successfully. Well, actually, one of the cavemen wins and still loses. So, yeah, he uh, one of the cavemen dies by alien bite, savage alien bite. And the other caveman kills it but as he when he it bleeds and it bleeds alien goop on him yeah because one of the big themes throughout the x-files show was like this black oil like liquid mm-hmm. which we find out it in would the movie. kind of possess you it would possess you yeah right, sort of. we find out that it's it's basically the alien life essence that's been cooking in the earth for all these years and when married to a human host it's sort of like an alien like a, a, a an alien bursts out of you at some point or another and and we are their host species for some reason or another, we find out in this movie that we're kind of in on the on the on the scheme. We're just trying to build an antivirus, an anti-venom, or a, you know, a, a vaccine in time for when the aliens do decide to kick ass. You know, it's a very weird story, one that I wish were true. But yes, yeah, this the BC stuff. I would I would have watched an entire movie of just aliens versus cave people. Of course, it's it, it's incredible. Then it, we go to present day. And you're still in Texas and a young boy falls into the ground. He falls into like a, a cave, like from like he's playing with his friends. And Rob Bowman, who directed many X-Files episodes, as well as my beloved Reign of Fire, uh, 
he is going he starts this movie off showing off like we're we're not fucking around he's pulling spielberg moves in this these opening scenes trying to make the film feel big that those ice caverns are beautiful and the way that they cut from the the whole thing with the damn alien to the to lucas black falling it's it's really epic really cool it is and it's a it's a confident opening it's a fun opening and our heroes like you said aren't on the screen for like the first 10 minutes of this film like it's all this stuff playing out 12 minutes zoomed in and um so lucas black who you kind of when i saw him in this movie i remember thinking oh he must he must get a lot of screen time because he's kind of known at this time as a as a good child actor sling blade right yeah sling blade yeah and then he was also in like that show american gothic yes sam raimi with gary with gary cole and then he um, went on to somewhat success with um, Friday Night Lights and Furious. Fast was he Furious. Fr- yeah, yeah. Was Friday Night Friday Night Lights the movie? The movie. Yeah, and, and so then, and he's amazing in the Fast and Furious films. Amazing. And um, but he isn't in this movie very often. He very much he gets um, overtaken by Black Goo, and that's kind of the last you see of him. Yep. You see a, like a dummy version of him getting carted away by the government, and like a what a what a, a Sleeping Beauty pod. That's what they look like. They yeah. later put Scully in this. Yeah. So then we get, you think it's going to cut after that happens, it's going to cut to Mulder and Scully. It doesn't. It cuts to Terry O'Quinn. Who is looking sexy as nut with that mustache. Yeah. Lost's own Terry O'Quinn, the don't, stepfather. Yeah. I was about to say, don't lead with Lost. Terry, Dude, O'Quinn, Terry O'Quinn was a legend before Lost ever took a shit. Terry O'Quinn, only 69. I looked up his age. I um, thought you were looking up his Tinder. And I wonder if he's on any. I wonder if he's on the socials. It'd be awesome if he was hitting Instagram up over the holidays. But I don't know much about Terry O'Quinn other than he is a reliable, solid, talented actor. And he is uh, looking. At, he's on a bill on the. You find out there's like a terrorist threat, a bomb threat called in, and he's in a building on top of this building. He looks over to another rooftop and he sees a little figure over there in a suit or <laughs> in a coat and you don't know who that is and you assume it's probably Mulder but it's not it's Scully yeah by the way he plays agent Michaud and I'll give Chris Carter one thing over all other things you talk about how great you like Scully and Mulder mm-hmm. some of the names of characters in this movie are absolutely amazing He's you got great at names. you got Braunschweig Jeffrey DeMunn you got Kurzweil which is our boy you know, Max, yeah, Landau. Yeah, Martin Landau. Landau. They call him Max Landau before. I'm sorry, Martin. Landau. Na- named after the keyboards, I guess. And then, uh, what is Armian Mueller Stahl's character name? He's got an amazing name. Does he have a name? Yeah, it's like it's a German name. It's like her, not Stuttgart, but it's a name like that. It's a, it's got a great name. And he showed up on the show after this because he doesn't have much screen time in this, so he must show up on that season a couple times. Struggled. Yeah, struggled is amazing. Is there how how's my man doing? How'd you like how many episodes were called My Struggle that one last season? Is he still killing or is he gone? Oh, he's rocking the planet still. 91 years young. And he ended it with a freaking Terrence Malick film. What a brave soul he is. That's why he quit. He's like, uh, Barry Levinson was too easy. I had to go work with this fuck. Yeah, so yeah, we see Scully on the roof. And she is instantly saying Mulder. Of course she is. I mean, how would you have it any other way? I don't know. I don't understand the complaint. And in I'm the first five angry. minutes, she says it 11 times. His, his last, don't, don't, don't do this. His last movie is Night of Cups. Yeah. You're right. He was great in Eastern Promises. Great. It's great in Avalon. It's great. He, he's a great actor. God, he was only in the X-Files movie. They couldn't, they couldn't get him on the show. 
I guess. I don't think they could. Maybe maybe he's on there. That's weird to just have a one and done because his his character seems very like Machiavellian, you know, like he's his tendrils are out there. And then like you don't have him, don't follow up with that shit. All right. All right, Chris um, Carter. So they're trying their damnedest to explain what the these characters who they are in, as quickly as possible on this rooftop. There are two soliloquies, one by each actor that kind of get you up to speed with them, which is kind of fun, you know. Because one of the things that was great about the show was that these guys would deliver insane chunks of dialogue. It was almost like a the way that Aaron Sorkin would do it, where he just mostly Anderson. I think. I mean, Anderson was giving a lot of he- giving a lot of heavy lifting. She's so good at it. Yeah, she's so good at like, too, making though. it sound like. Huh? How dare you not, Duchovny? Duchovny gets more fun stuff to do. I think they give Anderson a lot of like she. You always see like it's always about Mulder, right? But whenever they're calling in, like they they want to see like, uh, hey, why'd you guys? Why did you guys take a jet to like Antarctica? You know, they always Scully's always front and center answering the questions because she sounds like she knows what she's doing. Like she sounds, she's got authority. Whereas, Not only that, she, in yeah. scenes, well, he's never legitimate in anybody's eyes in the whole series. It's true. I mean, that, that helps. But, you know, and then she also is the doctor, right? So she has to say a bunch of crazy shit. But, but she sounds great. Anyway, I like their little uh, back and forth on the build, on the top of the building. It you're, you're talking about when he's saying, you know, we usually, you know, the stuff that we do can't be categorized or easily referenced and that stuff. Which they say three times in this movie. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And then Scully is annoyed that they're on the roof. She's like, you know, the bomb threat was called to the building across the way. Why are we over here? And Mulder's playing a hunch. His hunches are always right. And, it, and it's proven correct here. But that's their back and forth. And he's annoyed. Like, he's annoyed that they're on the building, too. You know, I think it's cute. Like what they're what they're going back. She tricks them. Right. She pretends they're locked up there and they're not. Mm hmm. It's like they're kind of just they're bored <laughs> and they're they're kind of having fun for a little bit until Mulder wants to get um, some soda. Yeah, there's a cute moment where he he shows her his panic face. I thought that was really cute. Yeah, he says to her he because he, she pretends the door's locked and then he goes for the door and it's open. And she's like, I got you. And he goes, you didn't get me. If, if you got me, you'd see my panic face. And he shows it to her and she goes, yeah, you made that face. It's, it, but so the, like thing, it, the joke cute. is it's the same exact expression he always has. I know. Yeah, so of course he, he goes to get her some soda, some sodas, and I noticed something that I did not notice before that I that that kind of took me out of the movie for a second. Mulder litters. He does. It didn't take me out of the movie because what I loved about that part, like he's going through the change in his pocket, and he just flings something out, like he flings like a piece of a receipt or something or a gum wrapper on yeah. the floor. But you know, I think that's why those characters are so well lived in. Like they're so they feel so real is because they just those. I mean, they've had a lot of time to play those characters, right, at this point. But Duchovny and Anderson, they just can really stretch out. And okay, okay, he littered. I know, I'm, I'm going on and on. But, that, I mean, when you watch this movie, I mean, it really, you really feel that. Until then, until Duchovny has to, like, pour his heart out. But then, fuck, man, I want them to be together. I stand, I still ship these two. Still. How do you not? So They're amazing. So, yeah, there's a, he, he discovers a this bomb. This movie's horny, Nick. This movie's kind of horny. <laughs> do you not agree? I know I was. I mean, I get horny though. I just want to be together, huh? You could get horny all you want. There is nobody in this movie who is walking sex like Mitch Pileggi, though. (laughs) Skinner is walking sex. (laughs) He's got. He's had such a thing. He was what a what a great character. Like as far as like what what a he just hangs in backgrounds and just frowns. He fucking Um, smolders though. He smolders the oozing sex that comes out. He's ripped for. He's like ripped for no reason. 
You know what I'm saying? He's just, he never really got the focus. And when they did give Skinner his own episode, like who cares? No one remembers it, but he's like, you still need him there. Like, cause he's, you know, he's gotta be like kind of protecting his agents from behind the scenes. You just don't need to see it. You do need you to need see to it. Know it. You do need to see it. Cause he is immaculate. You, you Shocker can, himself. You can Shocker eat food himself. off of any surface on his body. He's a clean, beautiful man. He's got a great name. It should have been an author, Mitch Pileggi, you know? Yeah. Well, Nicholas Pileggi did a Wise Guy. That's right. That's what I'm thinking of, I guess. Yeah. Um, Are they related? Zoom in. No, because he, he would be raking that good fellow's coin. Or Nicholas would be raking in that smoldering sex-ass shocker coin. <laughs> so Jason Becky, you mentioned him. Why does he show up for one millisecond in this movie? I have no idea why he's in it. I just he's so recognizable, and then he's just in there as a random FBI agent. Like he's just he's just there at the beginning of the movie. The Beggy aura is just. This is after he crushed it in Monkey Shines, and after he fucking stomped it in GI Jane. He was already legendary. Is he friends with Chris Carter? I don't know why he's in this like uncred. Like I don't know if he's credited or not, but he doesn't have. Maybe he got cut out. But anyway, the real star of this whole sequence is Mulder uh, can't. He goes in for some soda, and um, it's not working. The vending machine because he and he since he's so conspiracy minded, he investigates and he realizes that there's a bomb in the vending machine, and he was right all along. This is where the bomb is, and, and that's who the is. and that's who the real star is. No, and then he's locked in, and he can't. And so he tells you know. Anderson comes to see what's up. She can't get in the room. He asked her to evacuate the building. Anyway, they get the the FBI over and Terry O'Quinn takes over the star of the show here, the star of the scene. And he's got a good little sequence here. I think there's one downside because he has got, he's got a clean ass face as well. He looking Mm -hmm. good, but there's everybody has vacated the building and it's just Terry O'Quinn and the bomb agent Michaud. And the camera pans up from the floor to Terry O'Quinn's beautiful mustache. And he is rocking some dad jeans. <laughs> it's his last look on earth, too, man. He, <laughs> he didn't we, know. Well, he did know. Here's the thing. Duchovny is saying, we got to, you know, this bomb is going to go off. There's a, there's a timer there. It's counting down. They got about five minutes left. And Terry O'Quinn takes the, the guts of this bomb in and goes, I can do it. I can do it. I can, I can dismantle it. And Duchovny's like, are you sure? It looks pretty complicated. And he goes, yeah, yeah, I can do it. Everybody go. And so Duchovny, you know, Scully's trying to pull Mulder away from this area because they don't have a lot of time left. The, the, if the bomb goes off, they're going to be in trouble. But Mulder keeps trying to get back in because he, he sent his spidey sense goes off. Mm-hmm. And he, he, he thinks something's amiss. And he's right. Terry O'Quinn does not try to dismantle the bomb. Instead, just blows up with it. <laughs> which which surprised me. I guess, you know, he's apparently he's part of this awful conspiracy. The whole point of this explosion is to cover up these bodies that were recovered from the alien goo. Why doesn't he just go out the back door, let the building blow up, and then... Well, that's the thing. So, yeah, he, he takes one for the conspiracy team. And... This what you find out later is Lucas Black's body and the fire. Uh, there's a couple of firemen that went down to get the boy. Yep, they didn't come back up either. Right, and so it was to cover up supposedly these bodies that that later do show up elsewhere. Like, don't the body show up elsewhere? One of them does. Yeah, she, she yeah. tries to do an autopsy on it. Yeah, so they, there there is some cover. But anyway, Terry O'Quinn, head and hands, uh, blows up that day. Yeah, that's the shot of him from behind where he disintegrates. I remember in the theater, I was 
I was la- laughing. You screamed out, "Not O'Quinn!" <laughs> no. And then you know Mulder and Scully, they they do get they their car they don't get away fast enough, and their 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 car gets. And, uh... and that's another scene where Bowman nails it. It is a mm-hmm. great action scene, very bombastic. And and I know I they used the a only... miniature for the for the building, which looked a lot like the Waco or the uh, the what do you call it the o- o- Omaha? What is it? What's that damn awful place? Oklahoma City. Bob? Oklahoma City looks just like that, but they they killed it. They did a great job with that. No, but the the um, I think the only part of this movie is wobbly for me is the end, and I still like the end too. I just feel like it's almost like Mulder gets too much. It's too much. You no, know, there's like there, like... there's something about the end I literally hate, and we'll get mm-hmm. we'll, we'll get to there. But there's something but... that makes me laugh because it just cements their relationship and the get the, the commitment to the, you know, the, the, the polarizing forces or the, I think, I think it might be the forces of motor. It, it might be the same thing, but yeah. So it probably is we yeah. kick into, we, the plot goes into super overdrive now. And, uh, <laughs> you know, there, uh, there's a, a tribunal where they're getting blamed sort of for this explosion. Right. Of course. And that's where we get to see the sensual force. that is Mitch Pelleggi. We get to see Blythe Danner, <sighs> Um, Gwyneth's mom, Gwen's zoom mom, in. Gwen, Paltrow's yeah. mommy, yeah, yeah. Her her vagina created uh, Gwyneth, yes. Well, with the help of Bruce Paltrow, <laughs> that's right, no less. Uh, but, zoom in, yeah. Only one came, Blythe, <laughs> Blythe Danner, another great Chris Carter name. Um, <laughs> I like how, uh I get if you read the trivia, which is not very much trivia. <laughs> that, to, she she uh, she was movie. stretching re- reality with her comment. She thought she didn't realize she was cool enough to be on this in this movie. She said, "And it's the most uncool movie, which I love. It's it's, it's a cool movie. X Files was cool at the time. Duchovny and especially Duchovny was kind of like a, a it, little it was, bit cool. It was while. nerd cool, but this was mm-hmm. before the nerds sort of came into power. I don't think it was." Here's the thing. I'm going to say this about the longevity of the cool of the two actors here. The company was short-lived. His his couple years. You are just Anderson. Holy shit! Still cool. I can't even believe it. She gets cooler every year. Not going to argue that she doesn't get cooler every year. But you are selling Duchovny short. The guys had a great career. Californication was a huge hit. And and he's know, well, always 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 charming. Sort of unwatchable that show. <laughs> Um, here's also, another thing. Look. Also, he's in Twin Peaks, so he wins. He did, he, and he showed up for the return, which is cool. I do like the company, but look, he he did a big no-no in my book. Did he did a big no-no. Yeah. He married Tay Leone. He went musician. He did a kefir. <laughs> and he's out there with his David Coveney band playing the world, you know, and basically selling concert tickets to fans of the X-Files and then saying that, you know, look, look, hey. I don't listen to his music. Maybe it's great. I doubt it. He sounds like Boulder when he's singing. <laughs> singing about aliens. I don't know what he's <laughs> But I guarantee you it's not good. And I, he is also an author, which is more interesting to me. You know, the company. That's so fucking. You're such a hypocrite. Why? I still have my ticket stuff from when you and I saw the Millennium Minstrels with Lance Henriksen. Look, at least Lance Hendrickson had the forethought 
to go into pottery and not, you know, touring the world like who else does that? There's another guy. Oh, uh, the guy but from Buffy, Spike from Buffy does that too. He's got a band, James Marsters. James, James Marsters, who yeah. was a senior citizen when they filmed the show, right? <laughs> Uh, and then uh, Kiefer, the aforementioned. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's got a new one though. I li- I did watch his video today, Bloor Street. Yeah, Justin and I I I, I send Justin every update about <laughs> Kiefer's album <laughs> Bloor Street that's coming out this month. Because you could get a uh, you could get the limited edition. It's coming out uh, like pretty soon. I sent uh, I even sent him an annotated uh, version yeah. of the press release. <laughs> yeah. What was some of the highlights were. Avoid the avoid the lions. The, yeah, avoid the free sk- order. Skip the queue. Skip the queue. Yeah, and the reason queue is there is because I think he must be more popular in England than he is here. I don't know if people know he's a musician. Musician here is Bloor Street in England. I think it's, it's in like it. San Francisco or something. I because the video he he I, it, so I watched the video and him singing and then and he's very like. It's it's very actorly singing, like he really puts it's, a lot and of it's, like fa- acting it's like in it. pseudo country, right? Yeah, he got, he's got he definitely has an acoustic guitar, and then they show like kind of stills from his you know old uh, Donald Sutherland shows up in one of the stills in the video. So it's about he must have grown up on Bloor Street, I guess that's what I'm thinking. But it's not it's it's in it's in the U.S. There are words that don't make sense on paper or out of the mouth, and that's one of them. So, <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's yeah, it's, it's kind of spring, spring. He kind of wants to be kind of Springsteen esque, I guess, is what I how I'd put it. And Pamela, you know, <laughs> you know <laughs> I think the first line of the uh, song is "I was tripping balls on Bloor Street." <laughs> the tribunal doesn't go well. And there's... anytime you over location in a song, over you over reference location in a song, it doesn't work. Go ahead, sir. Yeah. Well, you could, of course, in the 70s, there's like, or the 80s, just name a bunch of cities so that, because you'll get. Sure. So the company goes and gets trashed. And you want to talk about. Because of the bar. You want to talk yeah. about IMDb trivia. Apparently, Glenn Headley was a big fan of the X Files. So she just showed up and did a little cameo appearance as a bartender. She's great. She's got the most recognizable voice. R.I.P. I loved her, by the way. And she asked Mulder if he's having a quote unquote poopy day. And he Mulder get, starts to he goes rant off. at her. He goes off. Well, he has to tell the audience that has not seen the X-Files what his deal is. Yeah. And he gives the um, personal file of one Fox Mulder. And then Glenn Henley he, says she cuts him off. He does not mention that he has a I want to believe poster on his wall, which I thought would have been just the icing on the cake. He does bring up his sister, right? I don't think think, he does. Yeah, his sister, his missing sister. Sure he does. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Enough with her, by the way. She gone. That's one thing they definitely bobbled on that show is the explanation for what happened with her. Yeah, I think they could have probably left that. I think they did definitively answer it finally, but yeah, um, I got so tired of those episodes. So where her sister was involved, I liked uh, the one with. The episode where it was a fake out was with uh, what's the guy from Manhunter? It's a great episode. What's the actor? Which one? The the bad guy. Oh, our boy Tom Noonan. Yeah, Noonan's in that one, and he plays a killer. And it's it's a really stylish episode, and it's really interesting. And Mulder ends up shooting him in the head, I think. 
and then finds out he, he did not kill his sister. Yeah, here's where we were introduced to Kurzweil, Mr. Martin Landau, who is a beloved. Uh, what a just an amazing actor. He's gone now, right? He finally did lose. I believe he's out of here for sure. Yeah, 100 percent. He's gone. Just a warming presence, you know, warming presence in, in so many movies up until the last day. I love him so much. I mean, you go back into the 70s and 60s and 80s. He was kind of a, you know, all all sizes kind of guy. He played so Hell, many- go back to the 1910s. My man was old. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> He was always good. He was always good, but I really, I really fell in love with the latter day Martin Landau, the, mm-hmm. the the kind of the fatherly or grandfatherly or great great grandfatherly vibe he always put out. But he plays sort of a spin on Donald Sutherland's Mr. X from JFK in this thing, sort of a whistle yeah. whistleblower, paranoid motherfucker, you know. Yeah. And it there's a scene where. Where does he and where do he and Fox Mulder first interact? Well, Mulder's taking a piss outside. He's pissing away the beer, and he's taking a piss on or under a Independence Day poster that's inexplicably behind the bar in like an alleyway. And just so Chris Carter can, I guess, express his disdain for that movie, which yeah. I guess he hated. I don't, I don't understand the beef. Nick. Yeah, yeah. I think it's kind of fun for Mulder to piss on that poster because, you know, that's that's just Mulder. But it doesn't really make a lot of sense. It's kind of a shitty gag, I think. I can't tell you. you Well, I mean, whenever I'm, you know, promoting something, I have my street team go put my stuff in places where no one will ever see it. (laughs) Yeah, it doesn't. And they they definitely focus on it. I mean, I'm sure it's like a nudge in the ribs sort of. But Independence Day, you know, huge success. Huge success and a movie that's not that hated. It wasn't like a terrible film that made a lot of money. It's like, you know, it was fine. It's a fun action film. A sequel, however. I don't know. Maybe it's bad now. It was Chris Carter right? I haven't seen it for years. I'm sure it's fine. But that sequel. I didn't see it. Yeah. So, yeah. And and um, it's very weird, though, because they pissed together. Well, no. Duchovny pisses first. And then Lando, uh, he he. He gets his feet planted in the same place that Mulder's feet were planted. Then he pisses in on the same wet spot on the wall. <laughs> he mirror pisses, Nick. He Panama. There's like they're playing horse, the game of horse with piss. Um, he uses a term I don't know that well. He says he's holding his yank. I don't know that. He, term. Well, he, he he accuses Mulder of holding his yank, which means his penis. Thank you. When bombs are exploding, and he's and he's. You know, but he's he's basically saying, look, that's a cover up, man. That's a cover up what you're you're a part of over there. You gotta dig a little deeper, Fox Mulder. They're they're giving you the runaround, bro. That's what he says. He said Fox Mulder than everybody. And so then that just gets his little Mulder is like he starts he puts puts on his thinking cap and he's like, you know what? There might be more than meets the eye here. Now we got ourselves a movie, Nick. Yeah, it's cranking out. And then um, he goes straight to Scully, which is, of course, he does. Like you have to go. He wakes Scully up. He he's he goes straight to Scully's condo, and he says he knocks on her door, and she she's like, "Are you drunk, Mulder? What's going on?" Like, and he, he goes, "I was up until ten minutes ago." And then she said, "Like, what? When did you decide to come here? When you were drunk or after?" And he accuses her of implying that he wants to have sex with her, basically. And I think she and you was know sort what? Of, I think, wish that they did. I think she was sort of wondering if that's where they were going. And they should be having a relationship because they love each other. They are attracted to each other. I still ship these two. And I know they eventually did get together and produce a very 
complicated plot device. But <laughs> I, I, you know, these I, look. I guess they're trying to keep them apart. He's like, look, we're about to go and do a weird, uh, secret, uh, illegal investigation on a body that's all weird, and you're going to discover a weird protein coat. Yep. So let me precursor that with a little protein coat. <laughs> no. Yeah, you have to get so you have to get Scully in the morgue. She has to start tossing corpses, whatever she does. Like she has to dig around the, in these weird things. And then the best part about all that stuff is then Mulder, of course, goes somewhere else because he can't be asked if he's not going to ever do science shit, right? So he's useless in that room. But Scully later has to hide from bad guys. I love that part. Well, and she they has to hide, and they make it appear as if she's hiding under the blanket of a of a gurney at one point, right? And but she's in the freezer, you know, sucking it in there. No, I do like it though because Mulder's asking very fun little innocuous questions as she's being a doctor, because there's a, right. there's a, there's like a medical report with the body, and she she's she says I could tell you without even looking how he died, and she re reads off of it, and then she looks at the body, and it doesn't sync up, and he goes, "Is this consistent with what you just read?" It's very cute. Well, there's like a so yeah, the the body they're looking at is like translucent. It's got like gelatinous skin it looks real messed up and see-through and scully is like this guy didn't die of a heart attack or whatever and then at the same time the bad guys are in that hole in texas they, they you know and they're doing an experiment of their own on one of the firemen i think and they're kind of doing some that's where demon is um and uh, i think cigarette smoking man like is cigarette smoking man's there too right he like visits there yeah yeah and so they're doing the little experiments of their own about on this alien shit. Let, let me take a sidebar because I have to admit, and I was I checked online and it made me very happy to know that they're not expensive. The toys from this movie were amazing. And I had them all. There, there's toys? The toys were so good. And they had so they had these sets. They were like pretty tall action figures for Mulder and Scully and all that. Are you joking? No, I'm, no, I'm not. No, they're amazing. And the, each one of them came with either an alien or gelatinous human. Not in this movie, they didn't. Not in this movie. <laughs> so you'd buy one, and you'd also get a gelatinous fireman. Or if you bought the alien figures, it would come with an alien and a caveman. It was amazing. And they were really... McFarlane made them, and they were fantastic. And they're not expensive on eBay, which makes me... I'm thinking about going to get them all again. I'm going to get some, too, then. Yeah, They, they are... And you'd I'll tell you what those gelatinous dudes very very biteable so here's here's the thing i will say this is a very memorable part is when scully pulls up this sheet with you know and looks at this corpse and his like the skin is like stuck like this little this jelly stuff stuck to the sheet and then she takes her two fingers oh. and presses it on <laughs> I, the, I loved it against the guy's sternum was, and the little it, goop comes up maybe hungry maybe want to have a, a candy i love that i mean it's just like anyway i just i love all that stuff and you know of course you know scully's got to be cutting into this dude and pulling out glass shards or whatever is happening with his organs you know yeah. and she's always um excited about what she's discovering and, and in disbelief she's always trying to figure out how this could happen uh and what's the real world well, explanation the, now for now if you're brand new to the x-files and you're watching mm -hmm. what people thought was called fight the future for the longest time you're watching right. this movie at this point you don't realize that Dana Scully doesn't believe in extraterrestrials. She's a complete skeptic about all that shit. So when you're watching this as a newbie to the X-Files, at this point, you're like, oh, well, 
I don't think it even crosses your mind that she's a skeptic. They kind of don't play heavily on that. And no, you know, what's suggested is that they have a very close relationship and then she has got one foot out the door. Like she's quit. She's quitting the X-Files, even though the X-Files are shut down and she's going to go be a doctor somewhere. And Mulder obviously doesn't want her to leave. And that's kind of what their relationship is. You don't know. You're right. You don't know she's a skeptic. They do show her cross uh, when she gets kidnapped later. He finds her cross. Um, and, you know, she's that's another thing that he's a disbeliever and she's a religious. She's got, you know, she believes she believes in God and he doesn't. He believes in aliens. She doesn't. Right. But it's so yeah. weird that and then and then there's fossil fragments that are brought into it that even further basically negate a lot of what the logical mm-hmm. thinking analytical science mind would 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 do. But nope, no problem. Yeah, she's always trying to rationalize everything they find that's weird, which which you gotta love about her. She's always throwing cold water on Mulder, even on the roof. Like, you know, she just constantly and she does it in such a great way that you you know, a lot of times shows would make a character like that, you wouldn't like them because you want just the hero to always be right. But Mulder is always like, he's always right, but he always gets, he always gets uh, dragged back down to reality by Anderson and by Skull. And his impulses usually get them into trouble too. So you mentioned Damun and and Cigarette Smoking Man is a, is the ultimate Darth Vader of the, of the series. And he turns out to be very Darth Vader because you find out who his kid is his, but they try to make it seem all tough when he shows up. He sucks. I don't think so. I, I always like that actor. I mean, I like him, but you can't mm-hmm. you can't have him land in a helicopter and weirdly put a cigarette in his mouth and for people to lose their shit. He was he gets more to do on the show, obviously, than he does in this movie. You know, he's just in a couple scenes being a, like a threatening figure. Kind yeah, of. yeah. I mean, I, I like him, too, on the show, but it just Pulling doesn't doesn't really. You know, the show famously didn't really know where it was going. Like, you know, like you don't have to know and you always kind of want big payoffs. And that's one thing is they always kind of fumbled the big payoffs on the X-Files. That's why people kind of love the bottle of Monster of the Week shows. Yeah, yeah because they you can't fumble that stuff as, as hard. You know, they're self-contained. And, you know, I always wish that they had more of a plan for X-Files, but that's fine. You know, they, they did a weird thing with Krychek, Alex Krychek, who I loved on X-Files. He was kind of Mulder's alter ego. I remember they just killed him one one time, and that was it. You and mean you kind of need him to step, always be on the show? You mean Nicholas Lee of Lee and the Imperials, the amazing band that we went to see? <laughs> Nicholas Lee, yeah, he he was like this hateable alternative Mulder. He was like Mulder if Mulder was evil, and like that's the character you just don't kill. And if you kill him, you bring him back. And they they once they just shot him in the head, and they never brought him back. And then and then, then they try to make Spender the, the scary. They did, but it didn't. I mean, Spender sucked. Yeah. Come on. He had a terrible name, too. That was a fumble. Yeah, yeah he made a huge mistake there. Isn't, isn't Spender his kid? Cigarette Smoking Man's kid? I thought Mulder ended up being his kid. Is he? I don't remember. That's how much it sucks. Is like Because it doesn't matter. That's how much they fumbled it. Like That revelation doesn't even make any sense or matter at all. Nicholas Lee? I don't know. There's a guy I would buy crypto from. I wonder what he's doing, man. Is is he still on? Is, can, a Canadian actor? He had is a he still he, around. He had, he had a small head. That's the thing that always yeah. got me. He had a huge very, zoom. He had a huge v- zoom. Very efficient sized head. 
LEA is his last name for yeah. sure. Uh huh. What do you know? I know he's Canadian. I know he's friends with another Canadian actor I like, and I can't remember his name right now. 59 years young, Nicholas Christopher Herbert. Lee's not even his real last name. Fucking liar. Men. And he is in, he's in the stand. Yeah, he last is. Thing he was yep, in. yep, yep, yep. Which means they must have filmed the stand in Canada. Did they? To his credit, um, when you type in Nicholas. Nicholas Lee net worth it automatically crashes your browser. Anyway, so getting back to the movie, what's Jeffrey Demun is uh, is down there messing around with this stuff. They've you know they made this va- they keep calling it a weak vaccine, which makes me sad. It's like man, you guys have no confidence. He's down there, and the second time we're down there with Demun, things go awesome. It's the last time we're down there with Demun. Actually, this is the most one of the most memorable scenes in this in this movie because it's it's horrifying. It's great. He he realizes that the the body that they've been um, experimenting on an alien has exploded from within its chest cavity, just like Alien. And Demun's like, "Oh shit, I'm down here alone. I better get out." And he starts to kind of go up the ladder to go out the hole. Then he sees a little he, cute he, alien huddle. He, he makes a huge tactical error and sees a cutie. He sees a cute little alien huddled in the corner. And he goes, I, I see it. He, he's communicating with his team above. And he's like, get down here. I need help. And he's like, I'm going to put this little vaccine in this alien cutie. And he goes towards it. And of course, it's huge and terrifying. And it attacks little Jeffrey DeBone. But he's still hero shots. He still gets hero the vaccines into it. Yes, he, he does. The... And then he goes he still does it. to the ladder. Mm-hmm. And he sees something we hate and we all hate to see. He calls for help because I need help, guys. And instead of helping, what does this team do? Well, first of all, I got to love the fact that they made a trap door that is see-through so that you could yep. see them closing it and covering it with dirt rather yep. than just imagine it. He says, what are you doing? What are you doing? And they are covering up their error. So they can later put a playground on top of it. <laughs> they are they are already on Facebook changing their relationship to Braunschweig to it's complicated. <laughs> and uh, the alien, he says, um, the alien is not destroyed from the vaccine quite yet. And he uh, it attacks and I guess finishes off. Demon. That's a horrifying scene. Demon is great in that scene. Always great. And then, you know, that that's so this movie. So I guess we can. Well, this is this is where we get to the one of the I'm sure one of your favorite scenes. Uh, our delightful John Neville is playing with his kids, and he receives a, an invite to a meeting. And shortly after, like he shows up, and there's a meeting of all the villains in the movie, basically because right. the Jeffrey Demun situation happened and sort of threw things into overdrive. They have to decide what to do, and so it's like this like this star chamber of shady characters kind of a cool scene you got the cigarette smoking man you got armin mueller stahl you've got john neville who is sort of having a crisis of conscience right now it's a really cool mm-hmm. scene where 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 these guys these power brokers are sort of figuring out what to do and they are there's an amazing moment where where they're basically talking about the alien goo and what it represents and the whole situation with the aliens and they're completely acknowledging the fact that the aliens are basically using them and then Neville says something I I, I don't remember from watching it before because we're nothing but digestives to these things. Yeah, I wrote that down. I but love my favorite it. Thing I is love it. They always have to answer this question, and I love that the movie does it. Is these people go will go to the most absurd lengths to kill people, to cover up stuff, to do anything in their power. They blow up buildings, blow up their own men, do anything to cover up their tracks. So then as an audience member, you might wonder, well, why don't they kill Mulder? Because Mulder is always 
on their trail, he's always digging up shit. And their answer to that is always, if we kill Mulder, we take the risk of turning one man's quest into a crusade. Because I guess Mulder has been very obvious with his belief in the paranormal and the, and the existence of aliens. So they think that as soon as he dies, it'll hit the papers that he was right. <laughs> Let's start a crusade. He's been killed. Um, but I always think that's funny because they have, they bring that up quite a bit on the show, too. And, and the best is they always say we can't kill him. And then they always try to kill him. They're like, uh, look what happened with Che Guevara. Like he's on T-shirts all over the place. So they visit that playground, which is this, which is you know, they investigate a, a playground. They interrogate some kids and then they head out into the corn, Nick. It's, like, it's almost like they paid Paradise to put up a parking lot. But they paid aliens to put up a playground. <laughs> but... <laughs> But uh, the yeah, they they do go through corn, but it's funny because they they convince the kids who were given bikes by the government you know, to follow these trucks that are carrying that guess alien goo or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, they go on this, they come to this intersection, and they have to figure out go left or right, and they both have a hunch. What does Mulder do? Of course, he goes. What does he do? He goes straight. And the funny thing is, it's daytime. The next time we see these guys, it is nighttime, and they have driven down this road for God knows how long. And I'm just mm-hmm. like gas <laughs> this movie is a gas by the way and the, i love that anderson Mulder says to anderson when they come to that you know they basically this where they have to turn the dead end it's not a dead end but it's like you have to turn left or right what do they call it a t intersection right oh yeah man and he goes left or right scully and she's like well just pick one of them Mulder. it's you know you got a 50 percent chance of course of course Mulder, he drives he goes straight it looks like he's gonna drive into a field but they're on a road when he does that. So mm-hmm. it looks like there was a third option, right? Mm-hmm. So then they drive for a long time. Like you said, it gets night. And then he stops the car. They have a heart to heart about maybe he fucked up. Maybe he went the wrong way. And then a train comes and he sees what looks like a bunch of oil, t- like it's oil tankers or whatever they call them on this train. And that's what they're kind of looking for. Something that could carry this virus. They follow the train and they see these what they call uh well, these domes in the middle of this cornfield and in their suits they start headed heading down cliffs and and <laughs> through the and, corn. and and of course they scully has always been mm-hmm. queen of the pantsuit like really like of course like business cat and mulder has been quick king of the tie flapping when he's like his ties always like askew yeah you know? he's always unkempt to some extent I'm going to break down the X-Files for you in percentages, okay? I wrote it down. 20% of the X-Files is Mulder standing around what Scully says or does, like says scientific things or does science stuff, right? Okay. That's 20%. 30% Scully getting kidnapped. And then what is that? What, 50% is them running around in suits with flashlights. That is not true. That's the, that's the recipe. That's the recipe of the show. You got to pull 5% out of that. Okay, so you could take it from you could pull it from different spots. I'll give you permission to take it from wherever you'd like. But Mitch Pileggi showing up and being a be- <laughs> a beam of sex, you got it. You cannot underestimate the value of that walking sex. Well, I can't pull out a kidnap the kidnap Scully part because I think I've underestimated that figure. So let's pull it out of the running around in suits. Yeah, well, I mean, um, hell, they run around in flashlights in the credits of the TV show. Mm-hmm. Run around in flashlights. Look. I've heard of children of the corn, but agents of the corn, Nick, are you kidding me? They're, this is what Scully, this is what Anderson said was the worst part of the movie is getting slapped in the face by corn stalks as they ran through the, the, the corn Because he field. was taller than her. Aww. Mm-hmm. 
and uh, read that on IMDb Trivia, zoomed in on it, and I validated. I actually called her agent to see if she actually ever said that, did some research. She did. That's a verified Zoom, boys and girls. Yeah. You know? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the Zoom even further. Okay. They ate all the corn. <laughs> I like how, so they, they make their way to these two domes. These lit domes in the in in the in midst of all this corn, and um, when they get in there, this is an amazing. You talk about Rob Bowman, right, and his team making this film. Mulder, his tie gets whipped around and it gets flapped over his shoulder, and there's several shots where it stays over his shoulder until he fixes it. Tie continuity. Yeah, this is the kind of detail they you they need actually, to get right. Tie continuity. Script supervisor killed it. it. He fixes it. That's the most amazing part. It's just not they don't just cut and the ties back. Well, that's what the reshoots were. Yeah. <laughs> we need another mill, Fox, because he needs to fix his tie. We're going to re. Mm-hmm. We struck the set. No, you're going to rebuild that set. Do you like the awful joke that Fox cracks about? It's not awful. I love it. About the domes? Yeah. You, he, you he like. Scully asks him what, what these things are. He, he says they, these could be giant Jiffy Pop poppers. And it sounds like it's like almost like an improv, but it's great. Okay. You don't like it. You don't think it's a good joke? Let me just tell you that, that the world agrees with me. Jiffy Pop stock plummeted after this movie came out. I mean, even back then, over 20 years ago, this movie, that, that reference was dated, but I still love it. Yeah. I mean, that wasn't Jiffy Pop hasn't been a thing for a long time. Do, do you they know, still sell it? You know who thought it was ahead of its time? Martin Landau. <laughs> he still he still remembers when they yeah he remembers when they, <laughs> when they first put corn to oil. <laughs> I thought it was kind of cool where in that at the beginning of the movie that caveman scene, the camera <laughs> goes left and he's six. <laughs> and he looks down at his the dad as the as the goop enters the face of his his caveman father. <laughs> so bees come out. Yeah, the, they don't know where they're at, and bees come out. Yeah, the bees come bees, out. Oh my god! And you want to talk about? Oh, here, oh we'll no! Here's the, another thing. This is so they hear a humming sound in there, and Scully's like, it sounds like it's an electrical humming or something. And Mulder, of course, he puts his ears to metal and he goes, Hmm, I don't think so. Like he already is skeptical of her, her reasoned answer. And he's right. It's bees. It's buzzing. And I love the way they run out of there with the bees. Like, especially to He looks like a scarecrow almost or something. He's super gangly. Yeah. The Wizard of Oz. They escape and they go into the, uh, into the crops. But what's so funny is, he asked her as when they get out, did you get stung? She goes, no. How do they not get stung? First of all, amazing. They dodged every stinger. Amazing. But then they go into the corn, and this is where I bet you can guess what almost 100% of the dialogue is during this sequence. Well, he, scre- he loses Scully, and he has to call for her. They are just screaming each other's names willy-nilly. He, he screams her name more than... Yeah, he catches up. She was blowing him away mm-hmm. in my count until that scene. And then he made yeah, he yeah. made up a lot of ground there. He yells her name great though. I mean, don't you don't you love the way he yells her name? I don't. Scully. If you're a, it sucks when he calls her Dana. You know, do they ever do that? Does he call her Dana? Not that it's I, just, it hurts to hear. It hurts to hear. She gets somehow gets back to her 
tribunal just a little bit late but she just gets back to her tribunal directly from there and she's got a little dirty face and all this and that and there's a fucking bee on her in her collar that's so come on come on chris carter come on chris carter it's stowing away in the meeting of the dark minds they're like we need to go after what Mulder loves what he cares about the most which is Mm -hmm. scully scully so are you trying to tell me that their big plan was for them to discover their secret bee base and for one bee to get in on her and, and for her to carry that bee back to civilization and then get stung, that's their big plan? No, no, no. That's not their plan. I think their plan, when she gets stung, it presents an opportunity to, to take her away. And that's what that's what happens. Now, I don't so, think that they had that. You know, they improvise a little bit after that happens. But yeah, she, she does like, well, they're about to kiss, Nick. You didn't mention this. Uh, you know, Mulder goes and like, basically is oh I it's, think it's dumb scully's i think scully's like you know i'm out i can't be in the x-files and Mulder's like i need you he's like i wouldn't be the same without you he gives her the heart to heart and then he goes in for a super kiss he wants to get a wet smooch on her yeah he can't wait to lick them lips and um the b of course is that what kissing total, is total <laughs> he total blocks that lip lock he stings the back of her neck and then scully narrates amazingly the- yeah, diagnoses herself as she starts to drop. It's incredible. Yeah, yeah. she's like, I'm still wet because I'm thinking of Mitch, but this is what's happening. I wish he would have planted one on her when she was diagnosing herself. That's how much I want these two to be together. He's like, you know? I think you're in anaphylactic shock, so let me just get in there just in case. And she's like, she can't wait to be kissed. Like She looks like she is ready to get smooched. And yeah, she gets alien stung, alien bee stung, alien virus and the the company calls or motor calls the ambulance. They come. Uh oh, it's a go. It's a fake it's ambulance. A fake old ambulance. He recognizes the driver, and the driver shoots him. Yeah, acne guy shows up, and he shoots him in the face, but he, he dodges most of it. Which yeah, he gets, which the guy's not following orders. If they're if they're trying not to kill Mulder, shooting him point blank in the face. Yeah, I don't know if he he's got so good of an aim he can shoot through the window and just wing his uh, his uh, sideburn. I guess that's what's happening. But Mulder's got a little blood. Like it, it really it did. The bullet scraped him and he's bleeding, but they and never show a bandaid later. And he's sort of unconscious when the real ambulance rolls up. And then probably a, a, another thing for people that haven't seen the show. I don't know if the mm-hmm. lone gunmen were necessary here. Go ahead and argue. Oh, you have to. Yeah, you have to put them in there. I mean, they're a sight for sore eyes. They get a little fun moment. They're on for like five minutes. But yeah, they're a staple of the show. You got to put them in. They're they're not a sight for sore eyes. They get to be um they get to be in a fun scene like the company gets to be humorous and no it is a fun like it is a fun boss. yeah it is a fun and scene. They get to trick him everybody out and he tells the the one guy Frohickey I don't know who what are what are their names Byers Harwood Harwood and Frohickey maybe and then Byer he tells Byers a strip. And so then he can like because Byers is can... my least favorite by far of the lone gunman. He's the most straight laced. Yeah, he sure. also looks and the least memorable. I, I hate the way he looks. Yeah, but another thing is they killed they had, the lone gunman at one point had their own spinoff show, which I don't think anybody watched. And then they got killed, which I, is a huge mistake. They I, should never have killed them. I watched it every episode. Did you like it? I can't remember it. I don't even remember who I was like. Maybe. I the, per, I the the person who I was watched it and kept watching it. <laughs> so it may not be me <laughs> me liking the show, but me hating myself, like me hating who I was. 
I don't even remember who I was back then. Yeah, that's that's a good answer. Um, I don't think I tuned in. I love the X Files so much. I think I tuned into the when pilot, did... which I think one of them takes place at like a comic con. Yeah, when did I they remember. kill them? When did they kill those guys? I think they got killed. Thankfully, they if they're gonna do it, they do it right. They killed them on the X Files, not on their own show. I know, but when? Like before the show ended or in this new revival? No, no, they killed them. So what happens? They killed them on that the show proper, and then on the revival, they appear as like. Mulder hallucinates and he they appear. Okay, um, but that's why you never should kill them because they're fun. They don't deserve to die. I think they got a sad death too. They died together. They're too fun to get killed in the show. They don't. They don't. Don't kill Crycheck and don't kill the lone gunman. Chris Carter making all sorts of mistakes at the end of the show. I mean, come on. He, he put well he replaced, uh the company with Annabeth with, with Gish and um. What's what's the other guy? Robert Patton, Robert Patrick, right? Yeah, but and wasn't Bruce Campbell on it too? He was in an episode, I think, but he was originally considered for Mulder, I think. Well, he was considered to be the replacement at one oh, point. Oh, was he? Yeah. So there is a saving grace to this lone gunman scene is that Skinner shows up, R- right. rock solid and oh, an erotic, just golem of sex, just rocking his meat like a champion, just looking so cool. And he plays what, along. What is, he helps him. What's what's Skinner's? Um, I know he does. What's Skinner's first name? Do you remember? Danny. Walter, you <laughs> dick. <laughs> I don't remember who I was. <laughs> I don't remember who I was when I watched this show. All right. And so, then, and then, look. obviously, look. Yeah, you're right. Mulder is. Now he's got to go rescue this fucking asshole that's been captured. Well, he's got to he's got to meet up with Landau <laughs> again, <laughs> um, but he doesn't uh, meet up with Landau. Unfortunately, Landau's currently being killed and put in a trunk when he shows up. Yeah. Um, and so then it's Baron Munchausen. John Neville's there, and he's given Mulder. He's like, look, you got ninety six hours. Here's the vaccine. You can go save Scully. And then he kills his driver. Well, okay. This is the weirdest sequence of events. Well, no. Right? The weirdest thing is that this character's name changes in this movie. Oh, it does? Yes. Well, go ahead. Go ahead. So the weird sequence of events is this guy shows up with the driver, a limo, to pick up Mulder. And he starts saying what's happening. And he goes, I got the vaccine here. You know, you got to go rescue your partner. It, when they find out they're going to kill me, he shoots his driver in the head. Then it looks like he's going to kill Mulder after he told him. Mulder starts to fear for his life, even though the guy looks like he's like telling him to give him a task. He at gunpoint makes Mulder get out of the limo, walk down the road. He gets back in the limo and it blows up. Right. It's a very strange sequence of events. Mulder, it looks like it's like another Tuesday for him. He's like, okay. Mulder didn't read the room that well in that scene, I thought. But yeah, his name is the well manicured man in the, in the movie. Yeah, not a bad name. But at the end of the movie, it's the strewn about the room, man. I interrupted your great joke. You had to wait to say that as I rambled through the... But anyway, what I love after this scene, cut to Antarctica. Of course. And Mulder is in Han Solo's like empire uh, coat. <laughs> and he's in like a snowplow. And he looks so good. He looks so he sexy. Look when he is on that hill... Looking through the binoculars, he is a he is forty percent of Pelleggi almost. Yeah, he's been given he's been given the the coordinates, and so the and so then he's like walking towards what he sees is like a base, and they zoom in on his shoes. He's not wearing boots. He's too cool for boots in Antarctica. He's just like wearing like you know 
uh, trail runners or some shit. You know, like he's and uh, he heads towards this weird base and falls through the snow and then he realizes that like there's like a little heat pocket and he can slide down it into the alien ship. Speaking of Pelagi, but no, the thing I didn't like about that scene is that he falls through like seven layers and every yeah. single shot there's sunlight coming through the top. Right. Oh, okay. So maybe just, it looks like they just repeated the same shot over and over again from a different angle. Maybe don't make it look like he stayed on the surface through all these falls. I don't like that when he was falling, he was like, Scully, 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 Scully. Yeah. Well, Scott. But, he, but then he, then he, what I think is kind of neat is he sees this little, this hole that was made by some heat and he knows that if there's something's being made by heat in Antarctica, there's got to be a source. Well, the, I'm going to slide towards it. Well, the funny thing is, is he's always believed in extraterrestrials and all that shit, mm-hmm. but he's given a little proof. That's what I'm talking about. That's why he gets too much proof. He gets a hundred percent proof. And so anyway, he he zooms into the ship, and it's like the out of the matrix. It looks like that the matrix, like all the pods and stuff. There's still like a lot of weird people in pods in here. It's like a just gigantic room full of bodies and pods. And uh, he's got to find Scully, and he sees what looks like a Sleeping Beauty pod empty, like way in the distance. So he has to kind of climb down towards it. He ends up sliding to his death towards it and then doesn't get hurt. Do you know what I'm saying? Like he slides for like 40 feet and then his legs don't break when he hits the ground. Yeah. And he hangs off a precipice and all that shit. Yeah. Yeah. They're trying to make it a little bit more actiony. I think to make it more exciting. You're never going to be the arrival. So don't even try. As soon as they tell him that you have 96 hours to get to Scully. And then he, he figured out the coordinates are in it and Antarctica. Like, he should just be like, oh man, that's too bad. I couldn't save her. <laughs> How's she supposed to get down there? What do you, how do you, <laughs> it's not a lot of time, you know? Yeah. He's like, and does he, he's like, like that's the one thing they always, well, it's, it's like, you don't have to grip it, but they always complain about the travel on the show. Like they had yeah. unlimited travel budget. Like I guess Skinner approved it or something. He's looking at the coordinates, looking at his watch and looking at the, the, the ad for the half off sushi at, at his favorite restaurant. It's like, fuck. By the way, when he slides down that original heat hole, it's like the Jeepers Creepers tunnel, remember? That what's his face? And if I think it's a I think it's an on purpose reference by Bowman because they they do he does flash up and there's a mosaic of ceiling bodies <laughs> that he Yeah, well I think you could go to jail for just saying Jeepers Creepers heat hole at this point. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, in the meantime, cigarette smoking man has found Mulder's whip out in the in the <laughs> of snow. Of course, he's like, and "That's he's like, oh, that's shit. that's unfortunate." Mulder's here, you know. Like he's like, "Oh God, no!" And um, by the way, the slowest vehicle is known to man. How far was he going to drive in the snow to find the slow machine that's somewhere slow out there? <laughs> so. In the ship, by the way, Mulder still got his flashlight. He's still zooming his flashlight around this huge set or this huge matte painting. Get ready doing. for the cutest Frozens of all time. <laughs> and he's like, uh, he's trying to find, I guess it's, uh, he had to find, there's like all these bodies encased in glass, right? You know, they're, uh, their eyes open. They got tubes in their mouth. It's looking weird. It's like back to tank, back to tank, back to tank, you know, like yeah. over and over and yeah. over again. And he's got to find Scully in the alien stack. Like that's what he's looking for. Somehow does. Yeah. Finds her. Yeah. And but not he's be- nude in there. He, well, but he also finds aliens. Ed Gray aliens. 
yeah, he sees the aliens in there. He doesn't care about that. He's looking for, he sees them in, they're also in the glass, right? He right. sees that um, with the bodies. And anyway, so he, he starts wiping the glass and he realizes the skull is new and he's really, really wiping it. He's like trying to wipe the whole glass thing down. And then he starts, he gets in the fire extinguisher and he starts to really break in. He wants to see her whole body. I thought it was weird that he's smashing it right where her face is. He's... Well, he needs, yeah, right. You're, you're totally right. Um, Could you imagine like one, like oh, the glasses is, is not so tough and irreversible happens. Like maybe chip away at her bell, you know, don't go right towards her fucking head. He gets her face free and she's like, she does not, she's just staring. She's, so there's no movement. She is Looks frozen dead. as the day is young. Give, gets the vaccine out. And right when he's about to put it in her shoulder, she comes out as anti-vax. Remember, <laughs> she spits out the. <laughs> anyway, he shoulder shots her and then breaks in and sees the whole body. And he, he does like a little, he clicks, he jumps in there and clicks his heels together. Yeah. Can't believe it lived up to the hype. But yeah, very nicely. Um, her first covers her, her body. first. She like comes to just as he's mm-hmm. drawing his pants back up. <laughs> as soon as he puts the vaccine in her, uh, like things start to get escalate. Like she spits out the thing, and like the little alien goo goes out her body and uh, into the umbilical, whatever. All this weird alien shit happens, and then they cut the cigarette smoking man, and the like the ship starts to rumble, and he goes, "Mulder's got the vaccine." He's like, he didn't just drive out here to drive out here. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck. And uh, did I mention that he can't wait to see what she's got cooking? Like, he can't wait to break all that glass. (laughs) And she's like trying to free herself. He's like, no, I got this. Just just relax. Just relax. I want to see the the knees, too. Yeah. So Motor, by the way, uh, which is a a very nice little character flourish they put in the show. Quite the consumer of pornography yep so i didn't see him carrying around a second set of clothing people complain about this but i think he covers up with stuff that was already in the sleeping beauty pod or whatever yeah she is in full arctic gear at the end i don't know when she gets clothes on but at first he does cover her up i don't know maybe they find some clothes on the way and i'll tell you what you know who um can i zoom in real quick yeah uh about the the people, all, other people on the ship, bunch of non-scullies that ain't going to be rescued. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> there are a lot of extra people in there that see Mulder coming and they're like, they still have like a 1% consciousness. They're like, I'm, I'm going to be rescued. That Finally, after all these months and years. Yep. Nope. Well, actually. Not even considered. The, well, the thing is, the, they may get rescued in the future. The, they don't blow up the ship. The ship just leaves. So True. there's still hope for those frozen pricks. So, oh yeah, they look very hopeful. Here's what pisses me off about this movie: what that Mulder has to hold Scully in his arms as he climbs out the ship about a hundred feet. That's not it. One handed, yeah, it's tough, but he does it. So she's going in and out of consciousness throughout the end of this movie. When it's convenient, like when that. it's convenient for her to crack a joke or for whatever, she's conscious. When there's anything that proves anything about alien existence, she goes mysteriously. At a, at a commission. Well, first of all, she must see that, like, she, I know she doesn't blank out at the end. She must see, like, that they're passing a bunch of weird pods. I know that she sees that. But that's my favorite thing that happens is they climb out of the ship just as it's taking off. They slide off the roof of this gigantic spaceship into the snow because they're trying to outrun it. So they're trying to outrun the ship that is now lifting off. They're in the snow. They don't make it. They fall 
onto the ship. Then they slide off of the ship back into the snow. Mulder face up, Scully face down, and then Mulder watches the UFO fly away. It's incredible. And she sees nothing. She sees nothing. It's incredible. I love it. They really committed to those characters. And I, yeah, I wish she saw it too, but you know, they have to make more seasons of the show where she's a skeptic. So see to me, you know, a lot of great shows write themselves into a corner and are forced to either be creative or fail. That would have been a great corner for them to write themselves into. Scully believes what the fuck do we do now? I think they would have run into some different problems, but they would have gotten rid of some of the problems they ended up running into. Anyway, I was the note I wrote Scully sliding off of spaceship and not seeing it is incredible. And I'm the, um, I'm the opposite. Pisses me off. So anyway, the Blythe, then they get home. Blythe Danner says Antarctica is a long way from Dallas. She zooms in. So Duchovny tries at the end, he tries to quit the X-Files and, and Scully talks him back in to recommitting to who he is. You know, you've seen, you know, we're going to do this together. I, I There's no other person I'd like to be with. No other work I'd like to be doing. That's it. Because, you know, what happens is Mulder gets mad because the, there's a news article comes out that blames everything on the Haunted virus, right? Right. And he's like, it's fake news. Like, he gets all pissed, you know? Let me zoom in a little bit. I used to work for the CDC, and I got to see mm-hmm. some Haunted virus-related stuff back then. It's pretty cool. Did you? Yeah. So, yeah, so it's a, it's a lovely movie. It's a lot of fun. And and it was a, it was successful enough to eventually warrant a sequel. They kept trying to do a sequel, and then they put one out long after the sell date of the show. But it's still still kind of fun. Maybe one day we'll do it. I'm glad that they that they did another movie. Um, and that movie is obviously not as successful as this one, but I still like it, and I love seeing those two together again. And it was great to get those two additional seasons, even if it was kind of half baked. I think in a lot of ways, um, but it's still like. They're so good together. And they still did two episodes by Darren Morgan, who was one of the greatest writers on that show. And those are a lot of fun. Yep. Those episodes. So you're down in the ice and you squeeze through a little chamber and wearing sound indicates there's a tattoo artist ready to put something on your skin. What are you doing? I'll just I'll just commit and put Mulder and Scully and as bride and groom uh, with on a on a heart and a large heart over my heart. What do you think? I love it. They're getting that. And, you know, it's like a picture from their wedding. I think they, I don't think they got married, but they were together in that sequel. Remember that yeah. they broke up. Uh, don't break them up. No. Don't break them up. Just keep them together. They should still be married right now. Yep. Well, they might be. Actually, it'd be great if they just did a, a new series where it's just them and their domestic life. I'd be happy with it. I would be too. Mine's a little weird. It is the, um, they're interring Kurzweil or it's his wake and there's only one guest at the awake you got so the tattoo is over my entire chest and it's martin landau's body in a coffin in the foreground and standing behind is fox Mulder, mourning mourning him and the only thing that's weird like kurzweil is in a beautiful tuxedo is death shroud fox Mulder's in jeans and a t-shirt what but the t-shirt says i want to bereave I think it works. You didn't. I didn't let me finish my tattoo. The, of course, the priest marrying them would be a little alien. <laughs> you know, I get detailed too. Like I can, I can throw in some detail on mine. Just because yours is better doesn't mean I can't add to mine. I want to. Prove. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, how do they get? How do they hook Lando onto this? I wonder how much he cost. If it was like a cool mill or something, you know, get him into this, do shoot a couple of days. Um, I don't know how he had time. With all of his dance obligations. 
Landau Ballet. There you go. Um, movie's over. Credits have rolled. But lo and behold, there's a little treat at the end. A little stinger. What happens? A little stinger during the movie, too. <laughs> Shows up again right at the end, too. Shows the Blythe. Mine's um, easy. Mine's super easy. The alien ship had no gas. Crash is like a mile away. Mm-hmm. And it's covered up. Oops. Flew away, but crashed just a mile away. Oops. Last shot is just like a fucking one of the aliens goes, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Mine is, um, (laughs) is you see a, a man wake up, uh, and sift through rubble and stand up. And it's Terry O'Quinn. <laughs> and he's got, like, he's like, you know how whenever you got, like, a cigar explodes in a cartoon and you got, like, yeah. <laughs> you know, soot all over your face and your hair stands on, stand on end? Yeah. Yeah, that's what he's, he didn't get, he didn't get killed. He just got knocked out for a week. And he comes to, you know. Yeah. What was his name? Michaud. Michaud, yeah. You know he does show back up. Yep. on the sh- on the X Files, and, and he gets killed. Different character. So I don't. Was he was he a different character? Yeah. Okay. He uh yeah he he, so he gets up and he brushes off a little boy body off of him. I'm all right. Mm-hmm. He's got a little Lucas Black. Let me get rid of that boy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. Um, John Claude Van Damme is there sifting through the ashes like at the crime scene <laughs> and kneeled down when he gets up. Yep. So He's paying a lot of attention to his feet. Um, look, they greenlit a sequel. Escrow's changed all sorts of hands, and now all of a sudden you got Liquid Man can make your own sequel to X Files. Yeah, mine's pretty simple. Okay, that bee sting didn't just that Africanized sting Mm -hmm. didn't just fuck her up with alien goo. Mm -hmm. Gave her powers, the the proportionate skills and powers of a bee. And so all of a sudden, Dana Scully, fuck the FBI. I'm, I'm powered. I'm a superpower. So she becomes a hero. And she, she's like trying to figure out, you know, what to ditch, what to keep, what to name herself. And she's like, I want to call myself Miss Beehive, but I want it to sound like Misbehave. So it's like Miss Beehive. Like she can't, she got a weird, gives herself a weird name. Sure. Yeah. But, yeah. and she gets a weird costume. It's like a pantsuit, but it's, it's striped and she just starts going around and roughing the shit up and just like finding shit to rough up and kick ass. She's got, and she got a bunch of like accumulations of pollen on her legs from time to time too, which is very strange to look at. Mine was just takes place. Damon, the the sequel idea, Damon is down with this alien and they are getting a long, like he is, (laughs) um, but he changed track on the alien and he's instead of, fighting for his life he starts to show that he's not a threat like he's not he's bleeding from the neck obviously he's hurt he's not gonna no longer gonna like come towards aliens he's like he sits down he throws a couple crackers at the alien (laughs) and they become friends and they the whole movie is just about them starving to death and dying in that hole (laughs) but they but it's you know it's kind of like an almost an enemy mind type yeah yeah well it's cool it's real time you know it takes like at the end he's kind of his but he's trying to get lighting from his his uh, watch battery, you know, his watch little that's dying too, and he and the alien's starving, and right at the end, it decides to consume him so he can he it can last another fifteen minutes. 
one's dying from the yeah. from the vaccine. One of them's dying from the neck wounds. It's like just a race against time to see who bleeds out or dies out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, but they are friends, which is good. Mm-hmm. Every once in a while, you, they hear the sounds of children playing on that playground above them as they slowly are consumed <laughs> into obscurity. I would watch this movie. I would too. And then there's a a mole rat watching this unfold, giddy as fuck the entire time. Because ne- yeah. neither of them has neither of them has good night vision, and the mole rat. This is his this is his playground. Like he lives for this shit, literally. Yeah, yeah. and he's like, I got food for decades about to happen. <sighs> it's true, but alien goo could probably escape through the mole though. Yeah, that's even better. Although the alien goo got did it get like destroyed by the vaccine? I look, I can't zoom in that yeah. hard. Look, you've been given the financing to have your own business venture related to the world of X Files, the movie. How do you take that hard-earned and put it to use? Such a good question. I mean, my business would just be impromptu playgrounds. Just put them up quick. <laughs> you know, whatever your error is, a mistake. Yeah. You know, you, maybe you have a cracked, crack in your driveway instead of getting repaved. You just put a quick playground over yeah. it. Or, you know, you know, you're playing golf. Take a divot out of the <laughs> green. Throw a slide on top of that thing. You know, so you don't have to fix if it. You... Impromptu playgrounds, quick. Quick play. Taking a divot like out of the green. Wow, that's 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 divot or I, what is that like? Not divot. <laughs> I don't play golf. <laughs> Wait, what are you doing? The what? What is it? You're supposed. You're expected to. Yeah, you repair your mark, your ball marks, but you make divots in the fairway. Ball marks. Yeah, yeah that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, divots. But do you, that that's less severe. Like yeah. when, when are you really expected to repair shit on the green? On the fairways. The fairways. Okay. <laughs> a bunch of fucking impromptu, impromptu uh, playgrounds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like you're in the kitchen and and you, you know your your significant other comes in and you're like, like, why is there a Mario go around in the middle of the kitchen? And you're like, I spilled some milk. <laughs> you know, and I had the number. They had a discount. You're like, uh, I was driving past the the overpass and there's like this playground floating in the water. He has Atlanta child murders. <laughs> What? <laughs> um. All right. So I have a candy. Why is there a playground on top of David Duchovny's musical career? <laughs> have you ridden the Bloor Street Phantom? It's a slide. Yeah, I started a candy company. It's a, oh, yeah? it's a very elaborate project. Uh, we uh, have partnered up with the NSA and the FBI and the CIA and Ferrara Pan. And we have basically whenever somebody... Uh, goes to the airport, goes through a train station, goes to Kroger and uses the self-checkout, we are scanning their faces. And so we are okay. we are populating gummies with every face of everyone. And we are inserting these different gummy humans into into frozen coffins like in the ship. Sure. And we are just mass marketing every no no two candies are the same. They are all just with the f- scanned faces of everyone that comes into contact with a with a CCT, you know, CCV camera, whatever they're called. Sure, yeah. It's like an advent calendar, except everything. They're delicious. Then they look gelatinous like the bodies, but every one of them is based on a face of somebody who we've captured, their face. And the big thing is we've, we've, we've gotten insured for a crazy amount of money. And if you are lucky enough to buy the gummy that's your face, if you're able to run into that variant in the wild, there's only one. Oh, wow. Yeah. We will kill anyone you want. <laughs> That's your guarantee. You, you, That's your you promise. You get one free, one free murder from us. 
legal fees are all covered. Everything's handled. What a great pitch. Yeah. yeah. But you can't, just looked, you can't liquor eat yourself. You have to, you can't consume yourself. Yeah. yeah. Okay. What were you saying? I was looking up the company's record company or I'm sorry, his, his band name. And he, he plays with a backing band called the weather. And then his, his album is released through think say records, Nick, which means one thing and one thing, thing only. His brown wall. David Duchovny. David Duchovny owns, owns Think Say Records. <laughs> yeah, that's what. <laughs> yeah, he's look. I don't mean to bust on him. My man's more than earned uh, what to do whatever he wants to do. He's fucking Fox Mulder. He's yeah. Know? He's David the whole goddamn leg. Look, you're in the movie. You've been inserted into the running time of. X Files. What shape does your yeah. performance take? God, Mulder's best friend. <laughs> just tell her how you feel, man. Just like, just cut to the chase. Stop messing around. I'll just be giving him pep talks. Take that leap, you big dummy. And then I'd hang up the phone, and guess what? I'm a fucking alien. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm a goddamn alien. Lynx Cooper. Is... <laughs> I am a. Alien, I, God help me, love Reese's Pieces. I know it's cliche. and It's all sorts of stuff like that. You know, like I'm just a humble alien. Just, I don't hate humanity. The world just has to be colonized. Yeah. You know, I'll take my time doing it and I'll befriend Fox Mulder as I go. You know, he doesn't know. Yeah. But I really do have his <laughs> sort of best interest at heart. I'm God. Okay. And I'm looking over the world and I'm seeing people putting injecting a virus into bees by the millions. Right. And I uh, boot up my computer and I drag Earth's icon right into the trash and, <laughs> and empty that trash. And I and Norton Antivirus says, are you, Jesus, God, are you sure, are you sure you want to, and I will, and I say, delete, do not save a backup. <laughs> I mean, I'm watching this movie. I'm like, X-Files. <laughs> More like, like B files, files. <laughs> you know, you probably want to like if you want to just like somehow underscore that that punchline, yeah. just kind of put your little producing sparkle around it somehow, much like the company through Think Say Records puts <laughs> his own magic upon his <laughs> magic. Think Say Records, huh? Wonder what other David Duchovny albums they've produced. Think I got caught. Say I'm a sex addict. <laughs> <laughs> He did say he was a sex addict, right? Yep, is that? Yep, that was his. That was that, his. Uh, his. His. Uh, his go-to when he got busted. Yeah. Did he get busted for cheating? I'm, I'm, is that what I happened? He, yeah, he, got, he was screwing all over the town. Look, you're floating on an island. You've been there all these many years, gathering debris from various films, and now it's time to take something from the X Files. Are you bringing? I mean, I'm bringing the friendship between Scully and Mulder, <laughs> and I'll try to find the uh, someone that I can. I mean, I guess you. You're kind of close by. I would try to have that kind of friendship, that connection. But if you're if you're not into it, I would try to find something else in the island that on my own island, like a, I don't know, a crab. Know, what what else is on there? A monkey? I don't know the inhabitants of my island. A caterpillar. I don't know how desperate I am for friendship, but I really think their connection's strong. Now I know that they made Scully play mother, girlfriend, wife, daughter. Like they did all sorts. She was everything to Mulder. You know, Mulder's just like you know partner. You know all that stuff. So. I just take the friendship segment of that part of it because, you know, 
and just try to apply it to things on my island to have that kind of connection. What about you? I'm also going to take the friendship. Yeah. The friendship between me and her frozen body. <laughs> Gross. Gross. Not frozen, suspended. Yeah, it's frozen. It's immobile and frozen. Is it frozen? Yeah, and it looks a little bit like it's in the dirt bike riding position. <laughs> As usual. <laughs> Motif somehow. <laughs> a callback. How? Is it a callback of our show? <laughs> The movie biker scope boys proven they're worth again. <laughs> Dirt biker <laughs> riding position. <laughs> no, one, no one on earth. <laughs> you've you've cornered the market. And <laughs> saying dirt bike riding position. <laughs> I proceeded to do what I cannot say. Oblivious until my time.
copper ice pick finds its way in you. This broken ring We give and we fall Too many sunsets sacrifice